I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Do you have any cheese at all? No. <laughs> what a senseless waste of human life. Hello, cheeseheads, and welcome to the Cheeseman Podcast. This is Brendan, your host for the show, joining me to look back on the comfortable 4 0 win over Ludigrets and to look ahead to another blockbuster Premier League match, this time against Chelsea. We're joined by the voice of Tottenham himself, General Franco. You good, mate? Yes, I'm good, mate. Um, run out of tea bags tonight, so I've just made myself a loose tea cup of tea. I think I put far too much in. I am buzzing. I feel like going to fabric. So let's get this pod going. <laughs> Wicked. Oh, good to hear. Also joining us as we dragged her away from her Thanksgiving turkey and pumpkin pie, it's Atlanta Spurs owner Aviva Summers. Aviva, how's Thanksgiving going? Well, it's good. And it's actually a Cornish hen and a berry crumble. But uh, mm. yeah, pretty pretty good. We, we usually have football in America on uh, Thanksgiving. So this was finally football that I watched. Top stuff. Also joining us, making his cheese room debut, we're delighted to be joined by host of the Var Side podcast, Steve Worrell. Wazza, welcome to the cheese room. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm pretty happy, pretty happy to be a bit tired, obviously. It's late in the day for me, but hey, <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> well, so Franco's buzzing on tea. You're you're about to fall asleep. I'm here in Brazil. <laughs> Aviva's in, in Atlanta. Oh, no, are you in Boston or Atlanta? I'm, I'm in Boston, yeah. I did not travel. <laughs> did not travel. Nope. Cool, cool. Well, this is what the, the Cheese Room podcast is all about, international. So let's crack into it. The Ludigrets review. Looking at the lineup, there were 10 changes from the weekend. Um, the main surprise... Probably the inclusion of Tanganga. Uh, Nolo Celso in the squad. I think Alistair Gold said he picked up a knock in training. I mean, Franco, were you happy with that lineup? Yeah, no, I was. It's uh, well, the fact that we sm- <laughs> we smashed them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, um, last time we made this many changes, it didn't work out quite the same, did it? But we did say in in the sort of at the end of the last pod when we previewed this that Ludigrets the team you can make these changes against because they just they don't close down anywhere near as much as Antwerp and they made the game fairly easy for us. So I always felt it was a game where we could we could make some changes. I wasn't really expecting ten, 
But really, the surprise for me was that Deddy started because he just, you know, if he doesn't make the bench again at the weekend, I'll be quite surprised. Um, but yeah, no, I was happy with the lineup, and um, it was good to see Tanganga back again. Yeah, I like his beard as well. He's got a really thick beard. I've got beard <laughs> envy of Tanganga. Like he's half my age and he's got this manly beard. Uh, Aviva, uh, the first goal, it 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 fell nicely for him, but uh, Vinicius had obviously had to put it away, and he did it pretty well, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, props to I think it was uh, it was Ali who really sent it sent it through. I think he was actually aiming for Bale, but you know there was that little little deflection off the defender that put it right in front of uh, Vinicius. And yeah, very confident, very very clean finish from him. Um, and that's what you want to see. You don't want to see a hesitation. You just want to see clinical finishing. Yeah, and was uh, on the second goal again. It was really good work from Tongi to release Dele. Uh, again, it was really clever, sort of unselfish, cleverly set up Vinny for a second, for quite an easy finish. Um, Franco spoke about it. Do you think these flashes of brilliance from Dele will help him play his way back into Jose's plans in the league? Um, I, I think it's a bit too early to say, actually. I, you know, I, I enjoyed what I saw from Dele tonight. I thought he, you know, his, his passing and penetration looked really good. Um, I feel certainly, you know, with the the game coming up next week. That, um, that we have um, in the Europa League. That'll probably be where Delhi gets his next game. Um, mm. But I think if he needs to continue to show the same aptitude, desire and uh, ability um, to give him an opportunity to then sort of force his way into the um, the Premier League squad. Yeah, so you don't even think he'll make the bench against Chelsea? Well, I, I think he'll struggle because obviously... It, I mean, it depends how bad the injury, the knock is for Lo Celso, I guess, because mm. in, in my opinion, it's kind of uh, on Dembele, Lo Celso and Delhi kind of fighting out for the spot. So if Dembele starts and obviously Lo Celso's on the bench, which leaves Delhi out of the squad, if Lo Celso's injured, that obviously gives Delhi the opportunity, I guess, to step in at least onto the bench. Um, so I guess that's the only way I'd see him getting an opportunity this weekend. Mm. Well, Franco... Well, let's go on to the, the third goal. And, and it was Harry Winks. Similarly to Delhi, he divides opinion in, in what he can bring to the team, certainly among the, the other Cheese and podcasters. Uh, what, what did you make of his overall performance today? And of course, do you think he meant that goal? <laughs> he didn't mean it at all. No, he's actually come out afterwards and said he didn't. But you could oh, tell at the he? time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can... I thought. Well, yeah, you put on the run sheet, was you put like a glorious goal or something? I was like, no. If you look, like they showed it from an angle and he was clearly looking at the run from Bale. Bale yeah. was making the run. So, you know, it was the right pass, but just poor execution. And I'm um, very lucky that it went in. But that was it from him tonight as well. I think in the, there's these moments where you look like, he looks like he's kind of going to break through or play a pass and he just mistimes, you know, mistimes it or shanks it. But some things he did well. I think the same with Deddy tonight. Um, I agree with Wazza. Like there was things that Deddy did tonight that made me happy, but then also with him, you're always going to get, you know, probably 30, 40% of things that he tries don't come off, like flicks and stuff here and there, which lose the ball. And that's mm. why I don't think Jose necessarily trusts him. Um, with Winks, I just feel sometimes he's just a bit too negative. There was a moment where he picked it up off the, off the defence and his first thing to do was to turn backwards. And I was like, mate, you've got like 20 metres of space in front of you. You should just be instantly driving into that. Instead, he kind of just passes it. You know, Dombele comes back and he passes it to him and let Dombele do it. Um, but yeah, he, he's he's very safe, Winks, isn't he, most of the time. Mm. And tonight I thought that he did some good things and he was tidy and he broke up playing stuff. But um, yeah, I still don't see him being a starter. That's, that's um, probably a bit too much for him right now. 
Yeah, yeah. sort of decent squad player, I think, is the, the general consensus when it comes to Winks. Um, Aviva, the fourth goal. I actually missed it because I was <laughs> running downstairs to find some earphones to record. But uh, apparently it was pretty good. Delhi did some good work. Uh, talk us through the fourth goal. Yeah, I've been really impressed with, with Delhi. He's really been the creator and he's been finding those spaces and, and playing those balls through. Um, it, you asked us before we started recording, how was Mora's goal? And honestly, it wasn't anything. It wasn't the 56 yard, like what Winksy. It wasn't like a amazing header or a bicycle kick, but it was a nice, solid goal that you would expect from Mora or that you would expect Mora to score. Um, I think he had a shot very similar to it in the first half that he didn't hit um, and didn't score. So it was nice to see him getting a second chance and, and putting it away this time. And it all came from us closing them down. Ludogorets really struggled all night. Whenever they tried to yeah. string more than three or four passes together, we were on them. And um, yeah, I think Clark and, and Delhi sort of culminated together. Nice pass into Vinicius, who laid it off. Um, and yeah, that was easy for Lucas. But it's good team play. Yeah, we've been we were really pressing, um, you know, pressing all game. And our shape without the ball was really good the entire game. I thought, yeah. um, which was really encouraging to see. Which well, is the, the tactical tactical flexibility that, that Jose can provide? Because today we were really pressing quite high up, and against City we were, we were playing the low block. So that variance in our play is something that we've we've been missing, and is sort of defining our season. Um, Waza, we finished the game today with five players on the pitch that have come through the academy. So we saw the likes of Scarlett, uh, White, Whiteman came on as well. Um, it's really encouraging to see, isn't it? Yeah, totally. I love it. I mean, I've kind of been an advocate for it for quite a while and I feel that the talent is there, but you need they need to be given the opportunities. I'm really pleased that Mourinho's looked at this as an opportunity to, to blood some of these players. Certainly Scarlett giving him an opportunity and White, um, you know, and Scarlett took his chances and, like to, to impress. He had a couple of chances to score, mm. um, just, just missed out slightly. But, you know, it could only do them, you know, the world of good their confidence the world are good you know and hopefully they'll get more chances in this competition Franco what were your thoughts on uh, our youngsters coming through today you've been a big advocate of uh, of us to finally see Clark on the pitch but uh, what about the others what, what were your thoughts on the, the young boys because they got quite a few minutes yeah, no, they did. I mean, that's the good thing is we were all kind of saying that we need to be a couple of goals up before Jose will probably be trusting them to come on. And thankfully we were. That's the point. I don't, you know, if it was only 1-0, there's no way they would have probably come on. <laughs> I think you might have got 10 minutes at the end or something. But um, yeah, Scarlett like, nearly scored with his first touch, didn't he? Just, it was a nicely mm-hmm. timed run through. And you can see how he's scoring so many goals in the under-18s and, and youth teams is because he's, he's clearly got... Um, the right uh, movement, and mm. it was just uh, it just the goalkeeper came out and made it difficult for him. And the other one again, it was at a really tight angle, but that was great. And Harvey White nearly clipped one in as well. You could see like <laughs> he was such <laughs> just sealed his face. I just nearly scored for Spurs, nearly. So obviously it means a lot for them. And I think that's what you get with these youngsters. It's just like imagine being sixteen years old. I was sixteen years old. I was turning out for like at Dulwich Hamlets seven aside and thinking I was it was great. I was playing against grown men. And it's like he's turning up in the Europa League. So it's like it must be amazing for them. And it, and it's good that we're getting games like this to to play them and yeah shout out to Jack Clark um I do really like him I thought he he, he had some real signs of um a quality player tonight but um nothing too spectacular came off for him unfortunately but um yeah good solid performance from everybody and we sort of kept the intensity as well because they're young and hungry uh, I, I didn't sort of feel nervous that they were coming on it felt like the right sort of changes to be made and and they kept up the intensity they kept up the pressing so yeah great to see all round 
So I think that's enough of the Ludogrets game. Uh, our next Europa League game is next Thursday against Lask. Moving on to Sunday's game in the league against Chelsea. They're currently in third place on 18 points from their opening nine games. Uh, winning five, drawing three and losing one. Victories over Newcastle, Sheffield United, Palace, Burnley, Brighton. Draws against West Brom, Southampton and United. Their only defeat, a 2-0 loss to Liverpool. They're actually unbeaten in 13 games in all competitions. Their longest run without defeat since the end of 2018. Frank lines them up 4-3-3. Was, I mean, I'll start with you as, as I know that you're actually a, a football coach yourself. Do you, do you rate Frank as a manager? Do you think he is actually... I think he did sort of fail upwards. He, he sort of managed to get the job because he's a Chelsea legend. But is there a decent manager in there, do you think? I think it's a bit too early to say, really. I mean, he... You know, he he started off quite well at Derby, but the you know the the, the reputation or the, the feedback is that he only had one style of play, only, only only had one plan, and then when things changed, you know when he struggled, he struggled to adapt his his team and the way they played. And you know he, he's doing well with Chelsea at the moment, but they've had to go out this year and and, and invest heavily um, for that to be the case. But when he's come up against Jose in the past. He's managed to nullify him, so he, you know, he's he's understood how Josie sets his team up, or how mm. Tottenham have played, and how to and how to nullify that. Now that was kind of last season, and I, I do feel that we're we're a different beast this season. So that I think it'll be a, this will be a real test as to whether he really is a good coach. You know, as you say, they've won five games, but if you look at the teams they've beat, <laughs> they've not been um, massive mm. massive teams. So. Yeah, I, I think the jury's still out, is, I would say. Well, Franco, uh, this game is probably the two formed uh, teams in the league at the moment going head-to-head. I mean, of all the, the sort of big fixtures in this run, is this the most? Is this the toughest? Possibly, yeah. Just that they've not got too many players out at the moment. Pulisic mm. might be back at the weekend, even though they might not um, risk him because it's a hamstring, isn't it? And they're always you know, a bit dodgy coming straight back in. But yeah, Liverpool with a slightly depleted squad maybe look like less of a threat. But I mean, they're, they're up there in the form league as well, I think. It's us, uh, Liverpool, then Chelsea. Mm. Uh, like was I said, they've they've not beaten the best teams, but at the same time, they've you know they've drawn with Southampton, like you said, and Man United, who you know they're not easy games. That West Brom game was <clears throat> was their one bad, really bad performance of the season, I think. And even when they lost to Liverpool, they had, was it Christensen got sent off at, uh, around half time on the half halfway, and they were, it was nil nil at that point. And they only lost, you know, conceded two goals after that. So they've been fairly, um, you know, uh, better form, I'd say, than they were at times last season. And they're looking like a threat. That's why they are where they are in the league. So I think it'll be difficult. There's always a bit more of an edge with it with Chelsea. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see because they play pretty much the team I would expect to see at the weekend against us in the League Cup. And Sun wasn't playing that game. We had a few other players out. So it would be... I think we've got as good a chance as any, and mm. I certainly don't fear them. But yeah, it's not going to be an easy game. Well, Aviva, uh, Timo Werner has hit the ground running since signing. Um, he's scored eight goals in his 14 games for Chelsea so far. Of all their, their sort of blockbuster signings over the summer, is he the one that's impressed you the most, or is there, is there another player in there? Well, it was him because he was the one, you know, producing the most for like the first five, six game weeks. But then once Hakeem Zayek came back from injury, um, he he's honestly the one I'm most worried about, even though he hasn't you know played so much. But you know he provided a goal and an assist against Burnley, and he had two assists against Sheffield, and he provided a I think another goal or a couple assists in uh, in the Champions League so far. 
So I honestly think he's the one we have to worry about. He's dangerous. And, and we know when we played, you know, Ajax last season, uh, the other few seasons ago, he he can really change the game. So if he's on it, then I think Werner will be on it too. Well, looking at the back, I'll start with you, Frank, and then go on to Waza. Um, the signing of Edward Mendes seems to have sort of not just sorted out the, the dodgy goalie situation, but it seems to have given confidence to the defenders in front of him. Um, do you think it was the, as simple as that, Franco? Or do you think that there has been some changes? Because the, the one criticism of Chelsea last season was at the back. Um, but this season, on, only Spurs have a better defensive record than they do. So uh, do, you, do you think it was the goalkeeper or have there been other tweaks made? Um, at the start of the season, I think they were playing a 4-2-3-1 with a slightly more attacking. Or Mount was certainly a little bit further forward. And now he seems to have come back and they're, they're playing that midfield three. And I just think it, it's made them a little bit more solid. Uh, yeah, the goalkeeper change. It's weird, isn't it? Because Aspilicueta was sort of heralded as like the bright young thing in goalkeeping. He was like a superstar. And mm. he just came to Chelsea and fell apart. Um, so that was money well spent. But um, yeah, the, the, I mean, I don't know whether Mendy's made a huge amount of difference. I don't think he's been troubled as much. I just think they look um, a lot more defensively solid. But then again, they, I watched the, the game against um, Wren in, in, on Tuesday and they, they didn't look so solid. You know, they, they were still having opportunities against them. And I think that with our attack as it is, we'll have chances as well. It all depends on on what sort of system we play. I don't think it'll be quite as a counter-attacking as, as it was against Man City because Chelsea don't necessarily like to have the ball quite as much. Mm. Um, I think it'll probably be much more like the the, um, the League Cup game, but you know they had the majority of the possession, but I still think that we, we kind of um, gave as good as we got in that game. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I think we'll definitely have opportunities. Well, was it sticking on their defence? Um, they, they signed Thiago Silva, uh, obviously Brazilian and um, I was in Brazil. Obviously, I live in Brazil. I've been here during the 7-1 uh, defeat to Germany in the World Cup in 2014. And and the big loss there, everyone was talking about Neymar and his back injury against Colombia, etc. But the biggest loss was the suspension of Thiago Silva because it meant that David, David Luiz didn't have someone intelligent alongside him uh, to sort of tell him where to stand, tell him where to go. He went walkabout and they lost 7-1. So do you think the addition of Thiago Silva has sort of added a bit of organisation and intelligence to their defence? Yeah, 100%. He's, he's a quality player. You know, he's he's streetwise and he's got that experience that they probably need at the back there. I, I don't particularly rate Zuma, um, mm. you know, so um, you, you'd probably need someone like um, Thiago Silva alongside Zuma, for example, just to, to be guiding um, in there and defensively, I, I think I guess with the exception of Zuma, I think they're they're pretty solid. You know, with Chilwell, S- Silver, mm. and um, James, I think is it on on the other side. Yeah, um, you know, James. Yeah, he like he's a, he's a good player as well. Unlike Franco, I, I really do rate Mendy. I think Mendy has made a massive difference for them. He he looks athletic, he looks agile, and as a keeper and very very confident. So it, I think mm. that's that. Has given another dimension to their defence in terms of, as you say, giving them confidence, knowing that they've got someone behind them that they can that they can trust. Really, um, so yeah, defensively, I don't see many weaknesses. I, for me, I think, as I say, the the weakness possibly is um, is Zuma, and hopefully that's the um, the player that will target and 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 look to attack and get in behind. Hmm. Apparently we were in for him during the summer. I don't know how, because Chelsea would never sell to us anyway, but there were rumours no. that, that we were in for Zuma. Never. <laughs> Not even that. Not even that. We made loads of shrewd signings. Zuma would have been uh, the opposite. 
On signings, I mean, who? Because January's coming up. We're almost in December now. Do you think we need to strengthen at the back, Franco? Just sort of moving on to us. Um, no, I don't. I mean, I know Toby's out at the moment, and then things start to look a bit. Um, I don't know. I'm not even that bothered. I, I still think our team looks relatively solid. It's we could definitely do with getting someone in if Toby uh, is going to leave in the next year or so. But I don't think it's an immediate need, and mm. I think that. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see who we're going to play at the weekend as well. It's um, I still think that Dyer, I mean, Sanchez again tonight, I don't think he looked <laughs> brilliant. I, I don't know. It's just you kind of forget what Sanchez is like when he doesn't play. And then when you see him, you kind of realise that he's maybe not going to be, um, you know, against top opposition, he's not quite good enough. But we'll see what Rodon's like. That's the thing, we've not seen enough of him. So it's hard to say because if you consider that we've brought him to be the future replacement of Toby, then no, I think he needs to be given opportunities. But, you know, if he has a couple of shocking games, then you might then think, right, we need to get somebody uh, more experienced in in, in the um, winter transfer window. Well, was that, I mean, who do you think, with Toby being out, who's, who do you think will partner Dyer at centre-back against Chelsea? Well, it's difficult. I mean, as Franco just said, he just mentioned Rodon, but I'm wondering if um, Tanganga will come in and, and do that job. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's confident, he's fast, He like, you know... He stepped in against um, Liverpool last year and, and looked really good. Um, I, I just worry about who we'll be up against in um, Tammy Abraham in terms of that physicality. And that, that mm. was kind of how Chelsea sort of played against us last year, g- getting the ball into him and, and sort of scrapping and, and feeding off of those balls. So it, it, it's someone, I think it's going to be someone that, that has that physical presence, which is why I kind of worry that it might be Sanchez. Because he's mm. he's kind of he's he's physically strong, you know he's mm. physically strong and fast. But just as you see, you know Franco, I agree with Franco. He's he flatters to deceive and doesn't fill anyone with confidence really. So I think Jose that would be Jose's last choice. Um, so I'd, I'd probably go for Tanganga alongside Diane personally. Yeah, I think he looked all right tonight as well. He looked back to fitness, didn't he? he didn't look he troubled. Did, yeah. I mean, admittedly, yeah. he didn't have to do hardly anything apart. From that. <laughs> Sweep but he, up the ball occasionally, but, but he stepped in really well. I thought, you know, whenever there was the ball to like to be to be won, he stepped in, won the mm. ball. Um, I think he, I, I'm not sure if he, I think he might have given away one foul by doing that. Whereas I think Sanchez did that a couple of like gave away yeah. a couple of fouls doing that. So it just, you know, just in terms of those decisions and and the timing of those challenges, I think, you know, he, mm. he just felt a little bit ahead of. Sanchez in his decision making. Yeah. Mm. Aviva, what are your thoughts on Sanchez? I mean, it, when he signed, the, his first season was pretty decent. I thought. I mean, maybe you're sort of seduced by his his price tag, but he, he did seem like we finally got a really strong elite defender to add to to the defense. But what do you make of Sanchez, Aviva? Well, I think you're right. He started off pretty decent, and then I, I feel like right before the kind of right after the Champions League and then the the beginning of that following season where things didn't really look our best we weren't really seeing him play his best or playing that much at all and I I just think that kind of killed it and especially once you're you know you were the record signing and then I think we've had two how many I think we've had one other record signing or two others since him or no maybe just one too and Dombele and and, so you know you kind of lose that that feeling of like I'm the guy that needs to show up that needs to you know I'm the record signing um, so I don't know if that's part of it, but he definitely needs to play more. Well, sticking with you, Aviva, um, how do you see Jose playing this against Chelsea? Franco mentioned it a bit because I mean, we're seeing tactical flexibility from him. We're not, we, we can press and dominate teams as we saw today. Yeah. We were pushing really high, but then we can also play the low block and hit teams on the counter that like we saw against City. So which Spurs do you think will turn up against Chelsea on Sunday? 
I, I would I would hope the Spurs that played Man City. I, p- people don't realize that there aren't as many true tactical managers in the game than there really are. And I think we're lucky in that Jose is a tr- true tactician. And he's going to change his teams to depending on who he's playing. And I think you saw that with Man City. You saw it today. I want to see counterattacks because otherwise, I, you know, Chelsea are going to have the ball a lot of the time. We know that. So if when we have the ball, we need to make the most of it. So let's try to focus on the counters. Let's try to, you know, stop the stop the channels and, yeah, play as we did uh, last week. Well, Franco, we, we didn't see Bale at the weekend, but he did start tonight. Are we likely to see him against Chelsea or do you think he's still not at 100%? Yeah, I don't. I definitely don't think he's at 100%. Um, there was flashes, I think, tonight, but it's, it's very difficult to tell when you're playing such poor opposition. Mm. I think it's probably, if we're going to play similar to how we did against Man City, then there's no way he'll start and there's probably little chance he'll even get on because I think Jose needs people that are at 100% like Bergvine or Lucas, who are just going to run, chase down and, and harry the fullbacks. You know, Chilwell likes to get forward. So whoever we have on that right-hand side needs to needs to be getting ready to track back. And um, I'm assuming that Oreo will be playing if Doherty play tonight. So Oreo always needs a little bit of help. So I imagine it will be, be one of those two, if I'm honest. Which is a shame because it would be really great if we were the sort of team that could go out and just say, right, we're a top team as well. We're going to match you. Which is which is my argument about um, you know Jose's football, but if it's effective, I'm not going to grumble too much. Um, so I don't imagine Bale will be playing, and and it will be an interesting game to see how we play at the weekend. Like I said, I don't think they'll be um, have quite as much possession as Man City did, uh, and I'd hope that we weren't quite as defensive as we were in that game. It's about mm. getting the balance right, yeah. um, and you know you look at their midfield; it's good with Kante. Um, I, I'm assuming they're going to play Kovacic. Jorginho has been out of the squad and Mount in the middle. Mm. They've got, you know, if somebody in Kante covers all the ground and, and will make life difficult for us in that, and, you know, Kane dropping deep, I'm sure he'll have Kante nipping at his heels. So it won't be quite as easy for us to, to play our, our, you know, the game that's been effective for us against certain teams. Um, and it's, yeah, it should be a really interesting one. I can't call it at the moment. I really can't. Yeah. Well, Bozo, how about you? Do you think, um, do you think we will play counter attacking or, or, or more of a pressing game against Chelsea? Um, I think it'll be counter-attacking, to be honest. I think they will press us high, which will leave the spaces in behind. Um, mm. Their their wing-backs or their full-backs like to get up high. James is an attacking full-back. Chilwell's an attacking full-back. So that leaves the spaces, and hopefully that's where we'll look to exploit. Um, and we've got players you know, with pace that can do that, which is why I agree with Franco that Bale won't start. Um, he might, he'll be lucky to get on um, and... Mainly because if we do need, if we do want to keep them high up the pitch and do, he doesn't do the pressing at the moment because he's not at one hundred percent, and he yeah. doesn't necessarily do the tracking back to the same level that um, Bergwijn or Mora does, um, which leaves him on the bench. To be honest, so yeah, so I think we'll 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 kind of counter on on them and look yeah. to, to do that at, at pace. Yeah, I think if we if we played half the pitch, we'd be in trouble with Werner's pace, uh, with Abraham's yeah. physicality, and yeah. uh, with Ziyech's trickery. I just think we'd be asking for trouble. So, like I said, it's going to be more defensive, but I just hope it's not too defensive. <laughs> uh, we'll get predictions in a little while, but was a, a while you're here. I know that you follow the Spurs women team closely, or certainly closer than than we do. So, I'd like to know. Because uh, there were the, the managerial changes last week. In your opinion, uh, were those changes necessary? H- how how bad a season were we having? Well, the the timing I think was the timing was unfortunate. I think that was the the key thing. You know, we obviously we'd started the season pretty poorly, um, 
given that we'd come up the, last year into this at this level, gone professional, mm. held our own. You kind of, I guess, the club had kind of hoped that we'd pushed on. We've made massive mm. investment in, in in players, brought big some big names in. Um, obviously, that takes a little while for the, for them to gel, and you know, the yeah. biggest name of all hadn't had really had any time on the pitch, you know, for needing to get fit and everything. And just just as we were starting to get a run together, I know we hadn't won any games, but we, you know, we had we had three three draws, so three games undefeated and looking to turn looking like we were turning things around. You know, um we held Arsenal in that in that in that game, even though we lost mm. on penalties, we held them and the penalties were just for a bonus point. So effectively we we didn't lose that game. But we then, you know, we then dispense with the two the two managers, and um, the speed with which we replace them tells you that the decision had been made um, be- well before that game, probably a week or two before that game. And if you look at the fact that we're not now playing until next weekend, so it's it's given um, the new manager uh, nearly two weeks to work with that squad. Mm-hmm. You know, the timing was such that it to to maximum the amount of time maximize the amount of time that she'd have to work with the players so that she could hit the ground running as well so it was obviously very well thought out um it's a shame for the for the outgoing managers because they spent 10 years getting us from kind of a grassroots team into a mm. WSL team and mm. Karen Hills spent even longer i think she was there for 20 years and that involves them probably giving up their previous jobs and going full time with the club. So, you know, all of a sudden they're out of out of work. Um, you know, not just out of work with the club but out of any work at all. Um, you know, so But was it do you think that it's a, a case of we are now we're in that uh, you know, the top echelons that we are going to look to invest in the playing staff as well and that they need a manager that's going to be there to see the sort of the the um you know the increase in our performances and stuff. Oh, 100%. And, and like Skinner, um, she has obviously, um, you know, pedigree and she's got a history of working with, with top players. She's been in, you know, in, 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 in higher environments, for want of a better phrase, I guess, than Hills and Amaros. So, mm. it, you know, it, it made sense from a club perspective to have someone that has the profile. The only doubt, I guess, is that she's never been a, a number one herself. As far as yeah. I can work out, she's always been an assistant manager. Um, so you know, there's there's obviously you know even within the men's game, there's many incidents of people stepping up from the assistant to become the number one and it not actually working out. And that's the, I guess the only real risk in terms of you know making this appointment that she's not actually had that experience as, as being the main the main person in charge. Um, so yeah. you know, but yeah, but from having that experience and dealing with big names and everything like that and, and go into, you know, high, like big tournaments and, and whatever, then yeah, she certainly looks like she could be a key appointment for us. Yeah. Aviva, the, the Alex Morgan signing, was it, was it big news in the U S as well? Obviously you're on top of um, Spurs news in the U S. Um, how, how's it been received over there? Well, it's definitely, it was definitely big news for U S sport uh, outlets. So ESPN, uh, Bleacher Report, you know, ESPN covering it because, you know, she, the U.S. women's national team is is very well known in America and she obviously is the big name or one of the big names. So to see her go over was great. People were talking about it. It was great to see just for, you know, a day or two or however long it was, people really uh, 
chatting about Spurs in a different uh, different context. Well, Franco, uh, the big news this week in terms of lockdown and COVID is that um, the, the government's going to allow 2,000 spectators into grounds in London and other cities uh, around the country, which which could be in time for the North London derby. Um <laughs> Are they, are they all going to be corporate or will will real fans be able to get in, uh, be part of that 2,000? I don't think with a stadium that size, it would be viable to have 2,000 people paying 50 quid a ticket. I just don't think it would. Um, I've got a, a strong suspicion that it will be in entirely corporate people, to be honest. I mean, you think if you're averaging 250 quid a ticket, something like that, then that's half a million. <laughs> that's probably just about makes it viable to open the stadium. And... Um, I've had a secret source tell me that apparently Daniel Levy has been lobbying the government heavily. He's been on the phone every day asking when we can have people back in the stadium. So he's obviously keen <laughs> to stop losing money on it, even if it's like, you know, a couple of hundred grand. So, yeah, it's a shame that we're in tier two. But I, I, I think we're getting a bit overexcited about this. I'm not sure um, how long this is going to last and and whether it will go back to, again, it, it not being allowed. But um I don't think that we'll be seeing anyone until sort of maybe back in the stadium until maybe April time in, in bigger numbers. So just in time for us to uh, lift the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> What's a, what are your thoughts, was on, on this, the latest news? Interesting. I mean, we discussed this on our pod on um, on Monday and like I, I made the same observation as Franco, actually. Well, surely it's just going to be corporates. But um, one, of the, one of the guys on the pod, he... I don't know if he has an inside knowledge, but he, he kind of looked at it from the perspective that, you know, a, a lot of the corporates, I guess, are, are in the same area. So, you know, in, in terms of um, that social distancing, I don't see that that's probably viable. And I think in terms of the the press that Levy would get if he just said, right, OK, I've got 2,000, we've got 2,000 tickets and all those 2,000 tickets are going to corporate. Um, I, I think he, he would... Like you know, I don't think he'd even he'd be able to to live with that um that bad press. So I th- I think that it will go out to ballot. I think there will be a percentage, obviously, for corporate, for obvious reasons. Um, and like, but I've seen a lot of people saying, well, actually, I'm not interested in attending with such small numbers. Um, mm. you know, so I mean, personally, if I had the opportunity to go, I'd go. You know. Yeah. But think about it. I mean, there is eight thousand corporate seats in that stadium, so you could easily. I think you allow fifty percent capacity indoors, so I think they could easily do it. Even if you spread people into the eighteen eighty two as well, mm. um, there's there's loads of lounges dotted about. So I think it's, it's definitely feasible. And to be honest, like, would you really want to go in if there was like a thousand corporate and a thousand normal, like a thousand people spread amongst that stadium? Mm. <laughs> just be a bit. I don't know. It'd be a bit weird. It'd be in loads of blokes on the concourses, just like looking at each other from a distance <laughs> whilst but I, drink, but I'm drinking. Someone's yeah, but I'm point. looking at it from you know, like as um you know as Brand said, I'm I'm from a, a you know a coaching perspective to be in that environment and listen to listen to yeah. the play, being able to hear the players actually how they communicate and and have a, a you know an un you know an uninterrupted view of the pitch and 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 just you know and it's it's probably an opportunity because when I'm there and and the whole stadium's full, I want to I want to join in, I want to sing, I want to have. I want there to be an atmosphere. I want to join in with that atmosphere. But if this, if it was in that environment, there's no real um, pressure on me to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, yeah. and although it's my team and I, I still get carried away, I'd try and probably give me more of an opportunity just to t- take a step back and actually try and look at the game tactically from having a whole pitch view rather than just what the, the TV choose to show me. 
Um, so no, I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to be there personally. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, let's look to start wrapping things up. Uh, let's get your predictions then. Aviva, you first. What do you think the score will be on Sunday against Chelsea? I'm going to go 2-1 Spurs. Who's getting the goals? I'm going to say Sun and... Let's go Sun in Dumbele. Mm, nice. Okay. Bozo, how about you? Well, um, like I, I went 2-1 on our pod, so I think I should stick with the 2-1. Um, and if, if you're going to press me for goals, I think it'll be um, Sonny and I think hope Kane will get it as well. So and Kane's one will be a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Franco, I think it's going to be a one-all draw um, and yeah, goal from Sonny probably something like that. I'm not like I said, I'm not super confident. So um, if mm. I say draw, then I won't be too disappointed if we don't. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with with two-all draw for no other reason than I said two-all draw against City and we won two-nil. So. Fingers crossed it works this time as well. Um, so Sonny and Kane getting the goals in a two-all draw at the bridge. Before we go, just time to let you know about the latest Spurs prizes you can win from our partners at footballprizes.co.uk. Spurs prize this week is a signed, framed Tongi and Dombele shirt. There are other prizes in there as well. There's a signed Gaza England shirt, loads of other great prizes. As always, you get a 10% discount using the promo code 10Cheese. That's one zero cheese. And the, the tickets are four ninety five each, and the draw is made on Monday. So good luck, um, Steve. Thanks for joining, mate. Do you want to um, just tell us a bit, bit more about the VAR side? I'm a, I'm a big fan of the pod. Um, just to maybe tell some of our listeners that may not have heard of the VAR side uh, a bit more about the pod. Yeah, just um, a few few of us that um, get together, have a bit of a, a chat, have a bit of a laugh. Really, it's, it's more it's, it's more really about having a bit of a laugh um, and, and 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 enjoying and just you know we, we're chucking a little bit about. Um, about the games and, and 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 stuff, and then we we have a few features that we try and chuck in each week, regular features that we try and chuck in each week, and get the odd guest on. Um, so we have a fans in focus um, bit um, where we try and get a guest on, and we'll just talk about something that makes them you know, that we're all Spurs, but what makes that that person unique? And we look at you know various fans groups um, around the world, bit of variety in the um, in the format. And yeah, just have a, a good time, really. No, it's very enjoyable. And you publish normally on Mondays, I think. So um, yeah. it's uh, yeah, so it's all good fun. I really enjoy it. And um, so thanks for joining, Steve. No, thanks for the thanks for the invite. Thank you. No worries, Franco. Thanks again, mate. No probs. Aviva, lovely to speak to you. I'll let you get back to your Thanksgiving dinner with Benny. Uh, Spurs giving. <laughs> Spurs giving. <laughs> Those were very giving. Yeah. Oh, they were very giving today. Yes. Good one. <laughs> thanks for well, having um, me. I'm grateful that you could join us. Um, says, do, do listen out for the review of what we hope will be a win over Chelsea from Franco and the UK crew. That'll be out Sunday night, Monday morning. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment. Do f- check out our YouTube videos as well. And as ever, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. What's up? Come on, you Spurs. <laughs> Good luck. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.